All right, welcome back everybody to Small Business Chronicles. We become your Swiss army knife of small business from everything to how to navigate HR, good employees, bad employees, hiring, emotional intelligence, networking, you name it. If you need it for small business, you've come to the right show and to the right place. Uh, today, my guest is Chris Lottenslager of GetLooped.com, and we're going to be talking about value. And when, when we're going to talk about value, it's value inherently within ourselves to know what our path is, and a little bit probably of self-awareness sprinkled in there because nobody lies to somebody like you lie to yourself. So becoming self-aware <laughs> is going to be one of those things that is going to help you get through business, get through life, get through relationships. But today we're going to focus mainly on business. How are you today, Chris? I'm terrific, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Hey, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you to be here in the pre-interview when you were talking about what we were going to what we were going to discuss today, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this conversation. I, if you've watched this show, you understand I have not had the traditional path. I was a factory worker. I was a truck driver. I was a stand-up comedian. I was a radio host, and then I went into podcasting, then real estate, then marketing, and then so I've, I've, I'm the explorer. But over the past few years, it's been marketing, uh, media, podcast, and that's where I found my home, and that's that's where I found what I was good at, and it, there was a lot of um, uh, imposter syndrome that went along with that. And there was a lot of growth that I had to do today or to do to get to where I am today. And from what I understand, Chris, you're the guy to teach us how to do it. Cause I did it the dirty way of just doing it on my own. So, uh, my first question to every one of my guests is why should we trust what we're getting ready to hear from you today? <laughs> You should let it resonate within yourself. You have the best moral compass, uh, particularly if you are self-aware. Uh, you know, I love how you started with that. That's part of the journey. It's actually kind of the, the the starting gun. When you can start actually asking yourself questions and saying, "What do I think about this?" and "Is this voice that I hear and..." the chatter in my head all the time. It's always telling me right, wrong, up, down, left, right. Uh, should I be following that? Because I've reacted to it my entire life. When you actually finally wake up and say, I'm actually the overseer of the voice. The voice is a distraction. Um, it's not guiding me towards my higher purpose or my better purpose, uh, whether it's with myself, my family, or my customers. So becoming aware is really the starting gun. So let's assume that people that are on this podcast are searching. Um, they're listening because they want to learn more either about their small business, how to improve their small business, or how to improve themselves. And actually, I think those go hand in hand. I'm a firm believer that the greatest investment that a person can make is within themselves and becoming aware is part of that investment in yourself. So I've a little bit of my background is I grew up in a family that was a small business family. Uh, actually, I'll tell you a little story, Ryan. You know, my father was a business owner of a very successful small paving company, local suburbs of Chicago. And like a lot of small businesses, he and his brother, Ben, were out patching some holes in Ben's driveway one day. And uh, a neighbor stops and says, hey, can you patch the holes in my driveway too? Boom. A new small business was born in America. I think that's how 
so many of us find our path. You know, you were talking about that you're an explorer. As you get older in life, that is kind of the path of the world today is finding where you fit in, finding where you find happiness, finding where you find success. You know, I grew up in a small business family. And then when my father passed, I went to grad, I went to college, I went to grad school. I followed the traditional path. What we're all supposed to do, go to the best school if, that you can get into, find and go to work for the best job, uh, try and make as much money as possible, get the big house, have the car, the, the, the dog, the kids, the white picket fence. You know, Ryan, I achieved all of those. Actually, that's the wrong word. I obtained all of those. And I've never been more unhappy. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm sitting in a beautiful home with a beautiful wife and a beautiful family and on the back deck of my porch going, I'm miserable. I'm miserable. And that's when I started really becoming aware of, hold it, I've been following the instructions mm -hmm. and I'm not getting fulfillment the way that I wanted. Um, Maybe I should start asking some questions. Maybe I should start asking myself some questions. And that's kind of where I came to this uh, realization that identifying what my values are, what's important to me, because we're all unique, we're all different. There's hundreds of words that describe emotions and values and feelings and, and, and thoughts. What are the ones that resonate with me? What are the ones that make me happy? Um, and when I started doing some really simple exercises and identifying them, it made my life not only happier, but easier because rather than pursuing the things that I thought I was supposed to pursue, like the big job with, uh, with the title and travel and the stress and the money, um, and I'm a capitalist. I believe in money. I believe that we should be rewarded for innovation and hard work. But there's a lot of different rewards, and money's only one of them. So when I went through this exercise of what are my values, one of the ones that I learned is that I like freedom. And for me, what I mean by freedom is that I realized in doing some exercises that throughout my whole life, I've been kind of a rebel. In fact, I can say with a high level of confidence, I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the funniest things in every adventure and job that I went on, I was on a quest to see how high I could raise in the company, right? It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the power. It wasn't about... The added benefits is the more I rose up in the company, the less people could tell me what to do. And that was my only value and goal in doing that is that the higher I raise, the less bosses I have and the more freedom I have. And and I, I realized that I always strove and become these managers or these overseers or, or, or directors or whatever. And the simple fact was I just wanted to cut out how many people could tell me what to do when I got to work. It's really true. And and that's for us. Um, th yeah. That's not necessarily for everyone. And that's part of the joy of identifying what your values are. But once I realized that I 
treasure, freedom, well, then it became a lot easier to say, well, do I want to do this type of work or do I want to do this type of work? Well, I've already identified that when I am in environments that I have a lot more flexibility or that I'm responsible for my own choices and my own time, that I'm happier, that I'm more prosperous, that I'm more successful, that I'm much more pleasant to be around, I should do that. And it makes life so much easier. I have a board sitting right here. It's it's a work board. I do a number of different uh, uh, thinking out loud on it, but I always have it ending up at my value board. Here's my 10 values. And it's just a simple reminder. I know them in my heart. I've worked with them now long enough that I. it's natural to say, oh, I prefer, like one of my values is fun and humor. I right. like to be around people that smile and laugh a lot. There are people that are very serious and there are people that have a different disposition. But for me, I like to be happy. I like to laugh. I, I do too, and and that's generally my role in my friend group. A lot of groans, more laughter, but some groans because I like the dad. Humor. That's okay. I like and, the dad uh, jokes yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I well, I got a new lunchbox recently. Uh, this is my new lunchbox. Uh, Human organ for transplant. <laughs> so that's my new lunchbox. So whenever I sit down with people and I start pulling food out, uh, you know, red Jello goes real well in that. Um, but. But yeah, no, I I agree. I I like the fun parts of life. It's is it 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 makes it, it breaks it up. It makes it easier. It makes it better. Uh, never never want to punch down. Never never want to never want to punch down. Never want to no. mock. Never want to no. And 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 again, as you become yeah. more and more aware, behaviors that you might have done when you were younger or 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 less cognizant, let's say, um, become un- uncomfortable. I don't even want to be around in the same room in which someone is being, um, in fact, one of my values is I'm courage. I'm the guy that'll step up and say, we don't need to do that. Yeah, that's that. That's we don't do that. But my favorite saying in that is we don't do that here. Like, I like, like that. And I, I, and I believe and I believe in being gentle about it, because, you know, how many things I learned by people being gentle and telling me that is that I overstepped a line. I said something to hurt somebody's feelings or. Uh, I did something wrong that was not, you know, common etiquette, right? Because I didn't have that linear path. So when I started doing networking business, whatever, you you can't do a networking group like you do a truck stop. You can't do, uh, I was a bartender for years. You can't do a business meeting like you do an employee. Like, like it's just, but you learn as you go. And if and that self-awareness breeds into the weird looks, people taking to the side and go like, we don't, we, we don't do that here. Like that's... <laughs> That's not the thing that we do. And that really bad, that really just feeling you get like right here, like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. That embarrassment, mm-hmm. that whatever became, became the thing that I focused on. If I had that feeling, I was probably wrong. I was probably, I, I needed to understand that etiquette and I needed to understand uh, uh, those things. Cause you had mentioned in the beginning about listening to that voice in your head. I've mm-hmm. seen people that took my advice. I had to quit doing that. Mm-hmm. And Really, it helps your business so much more also when you have that awareness, when you treat others with respect, when you treat Mm -hmm. others with 
dignity, mm-hmm. when you treat others with um, support, it builds your reputation, your business. You know, I I had mentioned that my father had a had a paving company, and growing up, anytime that um, I wasn't in school, my father would wake me up at four in the morning, literally didn't in high school, didn't matter what time I came in, four in the morning, we're going to work. And we'd go to this local place called Doris's Diner. All the local business owners would be there and they'd be sitting around the table drinking coffee and talking about their families and talking about their businesses. And I live in Chicago, so of course they're always talking about how bad the Cubs were playing again that year. Um, But it was that sense of community that allowed me to learn kind of how things worked in that world by listening to others, by observing others, by fitting Mm -hmm. in. Um, And then we'd go off to work. And I did all the jobs possible as a small business owner would be, you know, you literally do everything. But I have to say, and the point of the story is that at the end of every job, my dad did something that was brilliant, just brilliant. He would go and meet with the customer in person and say, thank you for your business. He'd shake their hand, look them in the eye and connect, appreciate each other. That simple gesture of acknowledgement, of appreciation, of gratitude with the customer not only created a memorable experience that I still carry to this day and use as a foundational lesson in how to interact with others in my own business, but provided the foundation for all of his future business. We small businesses survive on referrals. and Absolutely. And... I can't tell you how many people would refer to my father simply because he had the consideration of a simple gesture such as saying, thank you. So whenever I give lectures and I'm a professional speaker, one of the things that I remind small business owners that the easiest and simplest way that they can improve not only their business, but their own lives is to say thank you. It's always appreciated. Yeah, and I think that goes a long way. Let's back up a little bit to the referral thing, right? Sure. Yes, small businesses, all small businesses. Um, that that is how you survive. That is how you go from from look, look at the business we do. We do, we do this podcast production thing. How that started is we were a marketing company and we did a podcast uh, for our marketing. Somebody looked at it and went, "Hey, will you do that for us?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." You know, it's another strip, whatever. And then that person referred another person and that person referred another person. My my buddy owns a brewery. He started brewing some beer, legally brewing some beer, and people liked it. And now it turned into a, a thing just because one friend told another friend and like, hey, Friday, let's go to Brian's house and have some beer. He makes the best beer. He does whatever. And and not only that is is that that like Brian like whatever the hospitality the thank yous the appreciations the how you treat a customer we all buy emotionally I'm trying to wrap this all together but we all buy emotionally right we do and and that referral goes into that emotional basket because if they're like yeah Ryan he does a good job but man is he a jerk right that yes that goes into that emotional basket so the type of referral you get 
goes to that emotional purchase as well. And and your dad had it down right is to make sure. And I'm sure he had he had general gratitude. It wasn't just a. a oh no, show, this was not. This but, was not yeah. to prove anything. It was actually yeah. he was truly grateful to have yes. that business. He saw it as the lifeblood to supporting his family. Um, and it was, and it was. Yeah. So and, it's really easy to express gratitude in something that you believe in. So for all of you small business people out there, um, I was in sales, for very high level sales and very successful at it. And people were like, oh, a sales guy, you know, being pushy and shovy. And uh, I, it's actually such the wrong concept of sales and what sales actually is. To me, and I believe the foundation of my success in sales was always based on the premise that I'm providing a value added to you. That the service that I'm providing is going to help you. And if you're not buying, I'm obviously not explaining it correctly. <laughs> that right. I'm I'm somehow missing the, the ability to be able to connect and identify how you can hear my service will benefit your business, your life, your relationships. And when you have a conviction behind that, and it, it's transparent to everyone around you. Um, so sincerity, integrity, gratitude, they all go hand in hand in creating a successful business environment. Absolutely. So let's back up a little bit before we run out of time. You started, we went down this rabbit hole of saying that you were doing exercises to get you where you wanted to be. So I want to save plenty of time to express some of those exercises to our listening audience. So I'm actually creating an e-class and I have a lecture series on it. Um, I'd love to be able to uh, do workshops or also be able to yes. provide uh, in-depth uh uh, a deeper dive in these exercises, I can be reached at www-getloop.com. But for an overview, really, there's a, several foundational steps. One is becoming aware. I always start with becoming aware. So it's not a coincidence that, that we both started on that page. And there's a number of ways that you can do it. Um, I kind of came about accidentally, um, you know, thinking about why I'm so unhappy when I'm theoretically have all the things that mm -hmm. I'm supposed to have in life. But you can purposely take steps to become aware. There's a number of different avenues. There's no right way. In fact, that's part of the unique aspect associated with this process is what works for you. Some people, I actually started many, many years ago meditating and I hated meditating. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I want a friend referred me to an app. It was um, it was um, Headspace. Um, uh, there's other ones, but it was a 10 minute guided meditation that I would do laying in bed every morning. And it and I didn't plan on every morning. I said, if I can do it for a week, let's see how a week goes. When we do our exercises, we suggest that you do it for at least a month because meditating and growing aware is like watching a tree grow, okay? It takes time. 
It takes persistence. It takes nourishment, but it gets stronger and stronger and stronger as you build. So you become aware. And then we have a number of different exercises to remind you of what were you doing that brought you joy? Could be when you were a child. What type of experiences did you have that brought you joy? It could be at your most proudest work event. What did you do that brought you joy? It could be in regards to uh, a relationship with your friends. So we go through a number of exercises to bring you emotionally and mentally back to certain experiences that indicate where you had success. And we also do it on the other side of saying, where did you feel fear? Where did you feel anxiety? Where did you feel shame? Um, because we all know those emotions also. And that's, again, we're, we're all, what we'll do is we'll identify 30, 40 different values, and then we'll whittle them down to the ones that matter for you. And then we'll work with them for a period of time. So that's kind of an overview. Well, I, I think negative emotions have a, a just as much of an impact as as finding yourself and your self-awareness as positive emotions do as well. Um, we all know when we touch an electric fence, what happens? We get the shock, it hurts, it's uncomfortable, but it also tells us to stay away from over there too. And, you learn. And, and, and you learn. And certain negative emotions are, are unavoidable. Your, your, your dog passes away your grandparents you know sad things happen you're you're gonna have some basic bad emotions but like you said being ashamed being being embarrassed being uh, those types of things those are markers that maybe you're not in the right path or the right area as well so you know i tell my kids you you said you started with headspace mine is mindful it, it was so funny because i was like oh do we have the same app not quite <laughs> but it was it was kind of the same thing and and with, I, I want to give a little story here about the guided meditation, because that's not me. I'm in the Ozarks, right? Uh, that meditation is not a thing we do here. Um, you know, it's that's just the way it is. Um, but after I started this journey, I started becoming self-aware. I looked up mindfulness and I looked up these other things or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'll try this stupid meditation thing. I'm not going to like it. I don't like it. Whatever. Right. So I'm sitting in the chair and I remember I'm sitting in the chair and it's like, it's like, breathe in, breathe out. And I'm like, I got ADHD, nothing ever. Like I can't keep a thought in my head for 30 seconds, man. So I'm like, all right, come on. And I'm just focusing so hard and I'm getting frustrated because I can't get into it. And then the lady goes, if you find your mind wandering, gently bring your mind back to center and continue on. And I'm like, well, you can do, you can gently talk to yourself. You can gently do that. You don't have to get frustrated. You can be gentle with yourself. And that was one of the biggest key moments of my, my mental journey was, was out of all the self-help books that I wanted, there was some robotic sounding, you can be gentle with yourself for some reason resonated with me. And now meditation is a part of my life and what I do. So for anybody, and the only reason I jumped this, I'm not trying to make it about me, that you will find so many different things when you take this journey. And that was, I, I was almost ready to give up. I was almost ready to delete the app. I was almost ready to whatever. But that one very nice lady's voice told me to continue on about it as well. So that's a great story, Ryan. Um, and and it really resonates um, and with me and with so many others. Because as I had mentioned, I'd tried before and struggled with it. And it was just 
finding the a little bit of time. It and is. there's other paths. We recommend that, you know, some people like to write. You know, journaling actually I've also started journaling during as part of my as part of my inner review process. And journaling's been an extraordinarily surprising revealing tool to be able to help me think through my thoughts. Um, some people like to talk. Um, I've seen people use, there's digital applications now where you can record yourself yeah. just talking, um, right. talking things through. Some people are visual, they draw. So we have a number of different tool options for you to experiment with. Um, but I promise you, there's a way to find that inner voice because we all have it. And ultimately what that inner voice is guiding us to is a connection to a better, more powerful, I'll call it more spiritual life. Um, and don't let that spiritual stuff scare you away, okay? Um, spiritual uh, spirituality is, is important. It is for me. Um, I, I, there's so many people that are so hesitant about it. Um, and it's kind of like, have you tried it? No, but I've seen my Look. cousins that go to church and, um, and these people, they're such hypocrites. And, but have you tried it? Because <laughs> you got to understand when I say spiritualism, because I know you got to get out of here, but when you say spiritualism, I'm not talking just about Christianity. I'm talking about Christianity. I'm talking about Buddhism. I'm talking about that hippie stuff where you go put your feet in the water. I'm talking about going out to nature. Most guys that go hunting, they don't go to shoot something. They go no, to they go nice, to be quiet, away. sereneness. Because it's just spirituality, just something good for the spirit. It's We're not talking religion. We're not no, talking, we're not talking we're, religion. We're, we're not talking those. We're talking just that thing that resonates inside of you that is that you consider your, consider your spirit, it's just as important to take care of it as so, your other parts. Exactly. And when you have find your your chatty voice giving you excuses not to explore a way to get in touch with your with your spiritual side, with the universal power of the of of, of existence, um, that's your ego talking. That's your ego Absolutely. saying, I'm the center of the world and I don't want anything else squeezing me out. By the way, aren't I doing a good job? What do you mean you're miserable following my advice? <laughs> right. So let the ego gently be moved aside and allow yourself to hear the gentle, the gentle side of you encouraging you to become aware. That's actually Absolutely. some of the best business advice I can get. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so much personal mixture in business as well. We can't we, we, we can't always put that wall up. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for being here. It's get-looped.com. Uh, and I'm going to take another stab at it. Chris Lawton-Slogger. It's really great, Ryan. Wow, look at me. Well uh, done. I got a weird last name, too. I get it. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I got like 87 letters in my name. You only pronounce one syllable. I get it. Uh, so anyway, go find Chris at get-looped.com. This has been Small Business Chronicles. We are part of the Small Dis Business Delivered Podcast Network. You can find other amazing shows with Cash Miller doing marketing masters and coming up with emerging brands, franchises on the rise. You've also got Neil DiPentino uh, out with Business Breakthroughs. He hosts Business Coaches with practical real-world advice as they deconstruct their successes. 
Uh, and you can find all of that on smallbusinessdelivered.com. The show is brought to you and produced by Titan Media Works. Titan Media Works, we specialize in podcast production and guest booking. If you want to, uh, we take all the work out of it. If you want to do the fun part of sit down and talk to great people like Chris and then walk away and have some poor schmo do the rest of the work, we're that poor schmo. So that's who you need to hire. Uh, and we're a cheap poor schmo. Um, if you go to Titan Media Works, dot com slash pricing all of it's broken down there no hidden fees no no bs you it, it, it's literally it, it's click and play and it's a done for you podcast and you can find that at titanmediaworks.com until next time everybody have a good day